Friends, our Lord Jesus Christ entered Jerusalem to the waving of palm branches and the shouting of, Hosanna, save us. But he left Jerusalem with a cross on his shoulders. And he went to Calvary's Hill for your sake and for mine. And in the middle of that, friends, he found himself in a garden, the Garden of Gethsemane, where he prayed. Would you rise, please, as you're comfortable for the reading of God's most holy word. The scripture reading comes from the Gospel according to St. Matthew in the 26th chapter. Then Jesus went with them to a place called Gethsemane, and he said to his disciples, Sit here while I go over there and pray. And talking with him, Peter, uh, and taking with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, he began to be sorrowful and troubled. Then he said to them, My soul is very sorrowful, even to death. Remain here and watch with me. And going a little further, he fell down on his face and prayed, saying, My father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. And he came to the disciples and found them sleeping. And he said to Peter, So could you not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Again, for the second time, he went away and prayed, My father, if this cannot pass unless I drink it, your will be done. And again, he came and found them sleeping, for their eyes were heavy. So leaving them again, he went away and prayed for the third time, saying the same words again. Then he came to the disciples and said to them, Sleep and take your rest later on. See the hours at hand. And the Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us be going. See, my betrayer is at hand. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks, Thanks be to God. God. Amen. Please be seated. Friends, your sisters and brothers in the choir and in the uh, the cast that was arrayed before us this morning um, have shown us um, so much of what it meant that Christ was, went to the cross for us and showed us the, the many things, uh, that, or the few things rather, that he said upon the cross, but that there was so much meaning in those and that those words that he, he, he spoke, even the even this beautiful music can't fully unpack what he, uh, what he communicated to us. But, my friends, even though we've already learned so much this morning, I, I just want to offer you one small word uh, from God's Word. You see, because there was one final temptation that Jesus had to undergo. For the past four weeks, we've talked about the temptations that Jesus underwent as he was preparing for the cross, and now we come to the final temptation. In the garden, just before he was betrayed, just before his friend Judas came and handed him over to those who would take and try him and, and find him guilty unjustly and would nail him to that cross. He was in the garden of Gethsemane, and he had taken his three closest friends with him, Peter and James and John, and he was praying, and he was grieved. He said, my soul is very sorrowful even to death. 
Of course, Jesus knew what was going to happen. He knew they were going to take him and they were going to nail him to the cross. He knew that he was going to suffer and die. He also knew that on the third day he would rise again. He had told his disciples that very thing again and again, but it didn't change the fact that what was about to happen to him was a dreadful, dreadful thing from a human perspective. And remember that our Lord Jesus Christ is fully God. And yet in a mysterious way that it's hard to put words to, He's also fully human. And that means He has the same emotions, the same, all of the same things that we have in ourselves as humans, except for one thing, except for sin. And so of course He was troubled what was about to happen. Of course, he was grieved. And yet, there, there is a temptation here. There was a temptation that he underwent. And we can see the temptation in the very prayer that he prayed to his father. When he said this, My father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Let this cup pass from me. What cup is he talking about? He's talking about the cup of the wrath of God against sin and evil. Because that is why he was going to the cross. He was going to the cross, as we learned from the cantata just now. He was going to the cross to bear our sin, to pay the price for our transgressions. And so he would have to drink that cup. He would have to bear the just penalty for sin and evil on our behalf. And so, when he sa- and so when he says, let this cup pass from me, if that was all he said, if that was the only thing he prayed, if that was the only thing he meant to communicate to his father was to say, I am unwilling to do what you've asked me to do. That would have been a sin because that would have been to put his will, to put his desires ahead of what God's will was for him. That's the very essence of sin. To see what God has shown us and how God has commanded us and and what God has given us and to say, no, I don't want that. I want what I want. That's the very essence of sin. And so if Jesus had only said, let this cup pass for me, I'm not going to do it. It would have been a sin. And, and And there lies the temptation And any, anyone else in that position may very well have done that very thing. Knowing what God had planned may have said, I'm not going to do it. I've changed my mind. I'm not going to the cross. But you see, that's not what Jesus prayed. What he prayed in full was this, My Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will, not as I will, but as you will. You see, what Jesus is communicating to his Father here is that whatever his Father wills is what he wills. Not as though there were two separate wills, two separate desires 
uh, as though Jesus wanted one thing and the Father wanted something else. No, Jesus is saying, whatever it is that you will for me, Father, that's what I will. Whatever you want for me, whatever you've given me, wherever you're sending me, that's where I'm going. And in his human nature, in his humanness, in that natural part of ourselves that any of us would, would, would pull away, would shrink away, would, would, would feel fear and grief knowing that we were going to face death. And Jesus even more so because he knew he wasn't going to be bearing his own sin, for he had none. He was going to be bearing the sin not just of one other person, which is something that even we couldn't bear the sin for one other person. We can't even bear our own. Jesus wasn't bearing the sin of one other person. He was bearing the sin of the whole world. And he was beginning to understand what it would mean to have the sin of the entire world, all of the rebellion of all of humankind laid upon him. And so, of course, he would say, I'm afraid. But because he's Jesus Christ, because he alone is the one who could bear the weight of all that sin and all that shame and all of that evil upon himself, because he alone is the one who could do that for us. He's able to say, Father, not as I will, but as you will. And he goes to his disciples and he finds that they're sleeping. He had asked them to come and to pray with him, to watch with him, it says, or to stay awake with him is another way to translate that. But they couldn't do it. And he wakes them and he says, what, couldn't you even pray with me for one hour? Watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. We might, we might add, in a, sort of for context or for, uh, to help us understand it a little better, add one small word there for clarity. Watch and pray that you too may not in, enter into this temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, he says, but the flesh is weak. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. You see, Jesus had the same flesh that you and I do. And I don't mean flesh the way that the Apostle Paul often used it to mean that, that, that sin that lives inside us and on us, but a human body with human desires and, and, so, and human, human uh, limitations in certain ways and so many different things. And so he could say, the flesh is weak, but the spirit is willing. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. It's difficult enough, even for me, to do this thing. But for you, Peter, for you, James, for you, John, pray that you won't face the same thing. Because though your spirit may be willing, though you may have just told me, just before, this, uh, before we came to the garden, that even if I must die with you, Peter had said, I will not deny you. You may think that. You may be strong in spirit. You may say, I'll never abandon you. Your flesh is weak. Friends, our spirits are willing. Those of us, all of those, even those, all of us who, who have put our faith in Christ and are trusting in Christ alone, for our salvation, who are looking only to Him to save us, who are not looking to what we've done or, or, or how good we've been or anything like that, what we can achieve. We're not, even those of us who, who are not looking to that, but we're, tr we're trying in every way and everything that we've done to trust only in Christ. 
Still, our spirit is willing, but our flesh is weak. And though Jesus never fell into sin, we do. He gives us power to resist. He gives us power. And yet we do fall into temptation. And we do fall into sin, friends, because this flesh is weak. But don't despair. Because Jesus bore your sin in His body on the cross. As Peter would later say in his, in his letter to the churches, He bore our sin and His body on that cross that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. Friends, the Spirit is willing. The flesh is weak. But He is strong. And even though we, on our best days, fail over and over again, if we look to Him, if we trust in Him alone, We find forgiveness. We find strength. So friends, it, it, this day, this week, this month, at any, at any given moment, it, though your flesh may be weak, look to Him. Look to Him on the cross. Look to what He did for you so that your spirit will be strong in Him. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Amen.